Grog. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sardish Head podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, and I'm joined again this week by Kerry Warbis. We are still Peter Ficklingless. He <laughs> is. He's still in a field somewhere, isn't he, Kerry? He is. I was going to make a terrible joke then about him being intense. Oh, I thought you were going to make a joke about him being outstanding in his field. <laughs> he's both of those things, isn't he? He's intense and outstanding in a field or five. He is. Well, I mean, given that this last week we were saying that he was very secretive about his location, we know at least that he's, this is Thursday, that he's mm. in Leicester, right? Mm. Who'd have thought you could camp in Leicester in a yurt? That just shows my prejudiced imaginings of Leicester. Yeah, he's a bit, um, it's all a bit spiritual home, isn't it, where he is? Mm, we've seen a picture, haven't we, of his yurt? Yeah. And um, he was cooking some burgers, it looked like, out, outside the tent, outside the yurt. Well, he came briefly back to civilization and cooked half of the UK's supply of crumpets and pikelets, didn't he? Oh yeah. And then and then went back into and then he's gone back to nature. Yes. So anyway, I'm sure he's having a nice break wherever he is. It wasn't the fine finesse edit last week of the podcast, but we got there. You know, things like I just couldn't be bothered to take that motorbike out when Kerry was telling the story <laughs> about Michael Sheen, mainly because it's just two of us talking, isn't it? And it's gonna—it's very hard to just kind of cut one of those things when it's two people back and forth. Yeah, so. especially as I did say, oh, there goes a motorbike. So, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I thought it was great. You did a fabulous job, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's easier by definition when it's two voices, isn't it? I think. Mm. I mean, I think once you've got three and sometimes even four voices, it's going to be harder. I did take out that car alarm early on, though. Oh, Kerry. well done. I didn't. Yeah, good man. When I say take it out, I don't mean I went out into the street in Brighton and ripped the <laughs> ripped the wires from the dash. I, uh, I edited it out. So, yeah, so mm. that's where we are. Hopefully everything goes as smoothly this week as it did last week. So we've been lurching from not exactly the sublime to the ridiculous, <laughs> but the ridiculous and the traumatic on the archers recently, haven't we? Mm. And I felt that last week was quite silly and then this week we're... You know, there was the heaviness of the the Alice thing. We'll obviously come to all these points as we go through the show. And we we invest, as much as we joke about it, we invest a little bit in these characters. And every now and again, I stop myself and I think, who's the next Nigel? Who's the next <laughs> John? Or, you know, and then I start to worry about if we're going to lose one of these characters. And I think all of us as a community on Monday we all had pulls and we all stopped and held our breath when the lovable Shula fell off a horse. <laughs> so we're very cruel. Oh, that was funny. I'll confess, I rewound and listened to that bit where she came off the horse at least seven times. <laughs> we're always cruel about Shula, aren't we? <laughs> it was funny because on Twitter, there were so many people going, oh... Just a broken arm or, oh, I thought she wouldn't be able to speak again or, oh, isn't she dead <laughs> straight away? I mean, and th there was a lot all throughout this week. There was, you know, when people were talking about it, David was saying it, Jenny and Brian were saying, Neil was saying, imagine if it had been worse. And I was just sat there like, why do they keep pouring over this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine if it had been really bad, if the horse's ass had landed on her head or something. But that's exactly what all of the listeners were doing, imagining it being worse, because we wished it had been. I did say, uh, I tweeted about, I'd at least half hoped that she would have come round from the concussion speaking Chinese or something, <laughs> like you read about in the papers. <laughs> yes, I was thinking she was going to have some kind of... Um, epiphany mm. and her eyes would open and she'd been like neil there's no god <laughs> yes she'd seen the light at the end of the tunnel and uh who was at the end of it and it wasn't god it was wholly bizarre wasn't it mm -hmm. and then neil's there i mean jazzer's off to guide the ambulance into the field neil's staying with her because he's all over the place and yeah. <laughs> how exciting it is to actually see someone you're talking to on horseback oh and waved to them from the other side of a field. Jazza got very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that it? was so odd. Oh, is that you that I can see on the other side of the field? Hi, hi. Calm down, Jesus. 
It was very good of Shula to actually remain on the call for the entire fall as well, wasn't it? She was like all of her, her anguished screaming as she was thrown from the yeah. horse. She seemed to have her phone up against her ear the whole time. <laughs> What's it called? Roly, wasn't it? Roly, yeah. Calm yes. down, Roly. Roly. Yeah, something spooked him. <laughs> ah! And later she said it was possibly the smell of the pigs that had spooked the horse. Does, has she never taken a horse round the farmland of pig world that, that Neil Strange. inhabits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Neil himself was, the smell of the pigs came up a couple of times this yeah. week, didn't it? Because there was, there was all that chat about Susan makes him have two showers mm. before they, they get down to business in the evening. Or don't get down to business. Or don't get down to business, yeah. yeah. Two showers Neil, that's what his nickname is. Exactly. I used to work on the fish section of a restaurant mm. and I would have one shower when I got home, which would allow me to socialise. Mm. And then I would have another shower before climbing into bed, oh. just as a common courtesy. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of did it for myself as well. <laughs> but I think it, it, it was it was interesting that they were pointing this out, weren't they, with with, with their usual sort of sledgehammer, that um, Jazz is getting loads of sex and Neil isn't getting any sex. Not only is he not getting any sex, but his missus thinks he smells. So you could tell early on, that was like Monday's episode, wasn't it, that Neil's not getting much sleep for very different reasons to Jazza not getting very much sleep. Uh, Tracy comes home from the fate. We don't know what she's doing. What's the fate business that she's involved in as well? Mm. She's off in a meeting about the mm. fate. She comes home and there's nothing that gets her more in the mood than a fate meeting, which she's absolutely gagging <laughs> for. So Jazza has to stay up half the night satisfying mm. her and then has to skip breakfast the next yeah. morning because he's so shagged out. She brought him a lovely sandwich, though, didn't she? Even Neil was even um, jealous of that, wasn't he? You know, he started to think maybe he'd he'd uh, hooked up with the wrong sister. <laughs> yeah. you know, like set, sex until the small hours and then a bacon sandwich brought to you at, at work the next day. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? But yeah, he, he was very much of the idea that, you know, Susan has kept the, she's kept the house running and she's, you know, she's held it all together. Hmm. But at the same time, he just seems completely willfully distracted by Shula. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I know she came off the horse, but even before that, mm. he was fussing over her. And I thought the bit that followed after she'd <laughs> broken her arm and she was home when he, he brought he, he brought round the lasagna <laughs> for her. And he, even that started to become a little bit of um, you know, sexual, the way he was talking about it. Like, Let me just warm this lasagna through. For mm. And then... We're suspecting initially, or I think they want us to believe, first of all, she's more worried about the gossip. But as it goes on, you start to think there's more to it than yeah. this. And is is Neil is Neil actually the unwitting partner mm-hmm. in all of this? And is Shula the devil woman? <laughs> devil who's, woman. Who's who's after that carter ass and she can't get she can't get it out of her mind. Yeah. That's and it turns out that's, that's what why it is. Shula's been so weird all these years. She's been containing herself, her lust for Neil. She spurned a young Neil, didn't mm-hmm. she? Years she did. ago. Anyone who's, I mean, slightly before my time, uh, even as a human, I think. But, <laughs> you know, you can find those clips up on mm. YouTube where she's very condescending yeah. to Neil when they're in their teens or in their early 20s. Yeah. I think Daddy didn't like the idea, did, did he? deep down all her life that's what Shula's been waiting mm. for I also thought there might have been a, a, um, a mild chance that Alistair was going to put her to sleep <laughs> when <it came> down. <laughs> yeah Alistair he was detectivizing, wasn't he going mm, I see a ladder underneath a dead light bulb that has been left in rather a hurry I deduce that Neil has been in your home again <laughs> yes N- Neil with the ladder <laughs> In Shula's house. So, yeah, I mean, we'll come back round to this. But uh, as we said there, Rory coming out to Brian and Jenny during a game of Cluedo. What did we think? Absolutely loved that scene. Every single thing about it. I really like those domestic scenes where, I've said this before on the podcast, where it's just a, a little bunch of people round a dinner table having food or 
in this case, they had food and then they played a board game. And it's just the intimacy. You could hear the dice rolling and the, the you know, shake dice shaker and just quiet conversations. I think you learn, you can learn so much about the people. Brian and Jenny played a blinder, I think, not just in the Cluedo, but uh, how they, I just loved how it was written, the little lead up to, um, I, I thought my children would be able to tell me anything. And Rory, well, I, I, I can tell you anything. And they carried on playing the game. Uh, because poor Brian, he'd admitted, hadn't he, that he'd been an abject failure as a parent. And uh, put Rory was trying to stick up for Brian, which was quite nice, I thought. Yeah, I, he gave himself, he gave them both quite a hard time, didn't he? I mean, he said, like, you know, at least we did, at least we did a good job with Rory. <laughs> like, he was just writing off all the other kids from both of their previous dalliances mm. or marriages or whatever. Yeah. And, but yeah, there was that moment where he was like, you know, it, well, first of all, Rory was comforting them. And he, Rory is brilliant at this, isn't mm. he? Where he was just saying, it's not your fault of what happened to Alex. Mm. You know, it's not, God, I sound like I was tearing Indeed. up. Then. <laughs> Are you okay. I just, yeah, I just kind of caught, lost my breath for a Sounded second. like Neil then, looking at Sheila. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Because they kept on referring to this thing, and this is going to come back to what we were saying last week. You know, is he going to pass his A-levels? Mm. I'm starting to suspect we, there might be a twist in the mm-hmm. tail here, but because they're very much bigging him up about how much work has gone into mm. it. But they, they said, you know, you did all this with all this chaos in the family. It's like, well, it is only really Alice, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's the chaotic element. Yeah. They don't really seem to know. Has the whole Adam and Ian thing just come out and nobody's mentioned that it's come out? I feel like sometimes they're referencing turmoil with Adam and Ian, but we've never heard them actually speak Jenny about it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And also I was thinking, why is Rory at Adam and Ian still when Alice isn't there? What, you know, why were they? I know that they were, Jenny and Brian were babysitting Xander, weren't they? Which is why they'd gone round for the sausage cassoulet which is actually a ragu with the lemon to make it lighter uh, so that he can impress his uni mates really i don't will sausage ragu be made it tended to be sort of those little packets of noodles from chinese supermarkets for 30p so you can spend everything else on beer <laughs> i shared a house with a guy that used to throw the flavored packets out of those noodles because he thought it was like the desiccant that you're not supposed to eat oh. <laughs> So he was just boiling the noodles in water no way. And, th- and throwing out the little flavouring sachet. And then one day, I think it was actually one of my other flatmates pointed out and was like, um, why did you think they all had different flavours yes. on the packets? But everyone you ate tasted exactly the same. So oh, yeah, what it, was he studying at uni? I don't know. Maybe he's one of these people <laughs> who fell off a horse and lost his taste buds. It does, does happen, doesn't God, it? God, that's sad. So, but also, yeah, so why is he there? Wondered that. Obviously, he's, we later find out, you know, Chris is going to bring old Alice home or something. So she hasn't been away that long, has she? No, I I think it's just general upheaval, isn't it? Alice is only just gone. And as we found out today, it was a flash in the pan. But there was always this, I think it was just one extra piece of turmoil that Rory didn't need being turfed Mm. out again and going all the way back so I think they just thought it was better to leave him where he was I guess yeah so when so when he comes out mid Cluedo I mean I thought at the time have they taken this really well or have they taken it really badly Mm. I couldn't tell initially Jenny was the first one to react wasn't she yeah and she just said something like oh well that's great yeah she said (sighs) bisexual right that's really great isn't it Brian (laughs) And then Brian was just like, what? <laughs> Colonel <I'm> Mustard <laughs> in the drawing room with the lead pipe and bisexual dad. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I loved it so much. Brian then was kind of going, I don't care what you are, as long as you're happy. And Jenny was like, you, you are happy, aren't you, darling? And, she, and he is. He is happy. Yeah. They were saying afterwards, like, you know, I didn't, it was quite good that Brian... Some of the comments he made would definitely not be considered PC by some corners of society, mm. where he said, you know, our children don't do normal. Yeah. And then Jenny had to pull him up and say, well, he's normal. There's nothing mm. abnormal about 
being bisexual and he was a he admitted you know i'm a dinosaur and, you know me jenny yeah. oh, I, I can't cope with all this modern language next episode is going to be them at the breakfast table and he's, rory are you a top or a bottom <laughs> oh I, I i totally loved it they were great well done rory hilarious as well very very well written oh also i liked the bit later on i think it was in tonight's episode the thursday one where just Brian and Jennifer were talking to each other about the whole thing, sort of going, you know, so what do you really think, Brian? And he was moaning that the sausage cassoulet was too lemony or something. Yeah, that was as they were closing out Wednesday's episode, wasn't it? Because that was oh, when was it? she said, you know, it just never stops this ongoing worrying. worrying. And he was like, yeah. I was like, no, it never does. I was like, well, we're all going through this, you bastards. We listen to it four times a week. <laughs> going to be five times a week again in a couple of weeks time there was a splendid moment though when brian and jennifer were talking to each other he he said something like i i won't pretend to understand and jenny went it means he likes men and women (laughs) (laughs) and it it made me think of you know in airplane where people go um uh this woman has to be gotten to a hospital and he goes a hospital what is it it's a big building with patients (laughs) (laughs) yeah Classic uh, Leslie Nielsen humour, yes, isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. It made me think of that. There was a little part of me which really hoped that Brian just thought that Rory was trying to put him off his game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pull the other one by sexual. Yeah. yeah, we never found out who won the game, actually, did we? Well, Rory was Rory was um, kicking their ass, wasn't he? Yeah. He was he was the, the student who had now become the master. Oh, that's he, right. Yeah. As he referred to himself. True. He was winning all over on Mm. Wednesday's episode so anyway I'm glad that's out and I'm glad that obviously we can temper it all those years ago with Brian's reaction to Adam and we've got those two ends of the spectrum so it's good that I feel like they've kind of closed that off a bit there as well yeah he admitted didn't he that he isn't proud of his reaction to Adam and he wouldn't make that same mistake again so it was good to hear him say that what are they talking about when this the exception of the obvious one a long list of parent parenting failures. I didn't think that was very fair, really. Yeah, when what when he said one in four has been okay, and you think, yeah. well, what's wrong with Debbie? Yeah, uh, Kate, obviously a bit of a write-off. <laughs> yeah, good point. Actually, I take it all back. <laughs> what a shower of freaks! I know. And then Alice. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's got a point. There's only Debbie, really, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, is he including Adam in that as well? Yeah, I think so. Because Adam's a thief. Yes. Mm. God knows where Adam is this week. I don't care where he is. He's, he's not in my ears. This is good. He's rewiring his brain, I think. <laughs> what a mess. Um, so, yeah, that, that was all handled quite nicely. Mm. Obviously, we had to have a bit of Alice creeping in sooner yeah. or later. and it. I did notice, as I said, I'm a little bit of a spoiler. I like to go in and see who's in the cast, just out of the the very nature of the episodes recently. Mm. Amy was there, but Alice wasn't. I immediately thought that's trouble. I thought she she was going to rock up and say, Alice is gone. But quite predictably, it ended up being a phone call. Mm. Um, So this amazing idea. I mean, we have to give (laughs) props to the clergy of of Ambridge because you know you've got Shula basically falling off a horse and lusting after a married pig farmer Mm. and you've got Alan with his divine intuition deciding the best thing I can do is send an alcoholic woman Mm. to her mates who's a midwife in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and who hasn't even sanded her stairs down and I'm going to send her to stay with her she'll be able to handle it and you know, nothing can go wrong because there's no, there's only one person looking after her now rather than, you mm. know, five sets of eyes on her as there was in Ambridge at any one time. Yeah. So Chris has this little wobble and it was quite obvious what happened there, wasn't it? Like he was thinking Alice isn't here for these memories, mm. this moment where she was uh, sitting, sitting up. Mm. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's very human. I think that's very normal. It's quite touching the way he said he had a picture in his head. Mm. of what it would be like and he doesn't know that it's ever going to be like that and that's that's quite frightening i guess isn't it for someone is yeah someone who is so 
as something as destructive as alcoholism, it's mm. always going to be in the way. Yeah. Po- the possibility that it can shatter everything mm. that's going on. Sorry, this is very heavy. Right? Uh, it's right. I was just going to say, I did a really crass tweet about that where I said, look, none of us know what the future holds. Shut up, Chrissy. <laughs> Adding to the doom. Uh, yeah, it was quite sweet that. I thought Susan as well, she was like, don't worry, you can film it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, you're really fantastic, mum. You know, mentioning that photography has been invented and my phone can film things. Yeah, and it was the idea that, you know, you don't have to send it straight away. Mm. Ho- hold it back and send them all through in a massive flurry about <laughs> in 12 years' time. <laughs> just check, you know, just check she's got enough storage on her phone when it comes through. Mm. But so Amy's talking with Chris. She's very evasive from the off, wasn't she? Something just didn't seem right there. Yeah, again, I find this slightly peculiar. I mean, when I listened back to the last week's podcast, I said peculiar about 50 times. So I'll try and that let that be the only time I use it this week. Okay, if there's any more peculiars, I'll bleep them out. Yeah, just hurt me or something. Just that no one has thought to check in prior to this. That's one thing to say, how's it going? you know, with the alcoholic living with you. Also that Amy's not said to Alan, ah, it's not working. This has to stop. And that Chris was very surprised, kind of going, um, oh, it's not really working out, is it? She been, has she been drinking? Of course she's been drinking. Why did you think that this would be brilliant and great for Amy, great for Alice, end of drinking, fine. Yeah, what do we think the time frame is? Was it last week that she left to go there? Or was it even the week before? Mm, it was the week know. before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think maybe. We didn't have an Alice week, did we, last week? No. So that felt like a relief. So, yeah. So Amy says it started off well. Kind of then they sanded the stairs and bonded over that. Um, and it was just that whole thing about she started to get a bit of a snarl in her voice, didn't she? I mean, we all know what that Alice sounds like. We've Yeah. We've heard her forgetting the keys and just throwing a brick through the window to come home. <laughs> that was a bit over the top. Yeah, so it's it's sadly predictable, isn't it? But Chris has, Chris has seen the light. Amy obviously is, like you said, there was maybe there was a bit of pride at stake or just, I mean, it was really unfair on her, I think. Yeah, definitely. Hugely. But you do wonder, like, if Chris had rung and got through to Alice, what on earth would he have been saying? Hi, are you yeah. okay? Not really, no. Yeah, it would have been quite monosyllabic, wouldn't it? Mm. Or depending on her mood. I mean, Alice can be um, very much like the teenager being interrogated when Mm. she wants to be. It wasn't a great project, let's face it. And I think Alan should be taken out into the village green, put in stocks and pelted by (laughs) all of the Carters and all of the Aldridges for just being such a... So just so terrible at his job. <laughs> Do you think Alice had said, if Chris rings, tell him I'm not here? Because obviously she was there, but she said she's gone out for a walk and then you could hear her. Possibly. Yeah. I thought that might have been the case and Amy didn't know what to do. Mm. But yeah, it was very, very uh, clearly uh, porky pies, wasn't it? When she was like, yeah. oh, and he was like, what's that? With his supersonic hearing. <laughs> she could have just lied at that point, couldn't she? But yeah, it's the cat. <laughs> yes, the cat's just let itself out the door. So she's she'll be coming home. Alice is coming home. Um, mm. Let's see how that works out. Yeah. Speaking of home, and again about Neil, he he's definitely. You know, you said about him going weird with Shula before the the horse folly off. Yes. He just doesn't want to be at his own house, does he? No. Nope. Really, that's driving him hugely towards anywhere probably i mean shula is where he's going to but he just can't wait to get away from the domestic situation and the smelly nappies and poor old susan when she said um oh don't you want to be yeah you know she'd been and visited shula didn't she and she he was quite surprised at that and said don't you want to go and see how she is or would you rather be here with me and martha and he went no it's all right i've got to take her phone back i'm, I'm off yeah, she set him up a bit there, didn't she? Whether she yeah. meant to or not. Was it yeah. a test? Maybe. And Chris mm. Chris said, you know, is dad all right? You know, because obviously when Shula had her wobble and threw him out, mm. when when she spilled water over herself and he was like, oh, all those clothes are going to have to come off now, <laughs> Shula. <laughs> 
yeah, and Susan was saying it was nice to have the three of us together, or maybe it was Chris said that, but mm. they referenced the fact that Neil was very quiet. So he was obviously sat there stewing. Yeah. But maybe, like I said, maybe I've been unfair to Neil because earlier in the week I was like, Jesus, don't call the horny police. Call the bloody horny SWAT team or the horny army. <laughs> He's lost it. He's completely lost it. But maybe that was a misdirection. And all along, it was Shula because Alistair came round mm. not to put her down or to to fill her up with Ket. <laughs> he came round to, I guess, just to be a, a helpful ex. Yeah. But then he... Was that the only reason he came round? He came round just a social visit, wasn't it? I can't remember. It was... It was yeah. Well, to spot ladders, mainly, Yes, wasn't it? To, to do his kind of deduction. Mm. But also, Shula has so many people around her who can help out as well, let's not forget. You know, a whole family are in the village and can easily help her. So that, again, is, you know, Neil overly fussing is totally unnecessary for, for, for Shula, really. Yeah, I liked the wording when they said after she left hospital, they took her to the stables. I know. <laughs> I mean, we don't like her, but that's a bit unkind, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> She's just had an accident. <laughs> Do you want me to fluff your hay for you, Shula? <laughs> he he played the over-fussy thing very well, didn't he, the actor? It was bloody annoying. Lots of people on Twitter were like, ah, suffocatingly fussy. like A bit like Chris what used to be with Alice. I mean, this storyline is doing something which if you'd have told me two or three years ago was possible, I wouldn't have believed you. I feel sympathy for Susan, which I've Ooh. never found her a particularly sympathetic character she, mm. for a long time. Yeah, she's the gossip. When she blabbed to the mm. Echo reporter about Philip, I was like, well, you know, I didn't like how that, that affected yeah. Neil afterwards. But I was like, yeah, that is kind of your comeuppance. You know, you reap mm. what you sow. Yeah. I'm actually starting to feel really genuinely sorry for her in the mm. middle of all of this storyline. And I really hope... How do you think it's going to come out? Sorry, I was going to say, I, I think, just to end that off, I just say I really hope that this doesn't end up being something that like breaks her heart or drives her and Neil apart. But how yeah. do you, now that Alistair knows, mm. you know, she was just thinking, you know, do you know when I really fancy you? When I've been thrown off a horse. <laughs> I think, yeah, it, to, to answer your question, how do I think it's going to come out? I think the name you've just mentioned is going to be key, Alistair. He's going to blab, I think, at some point. But yeah, you should feel sorry for Susan. I feel sorry for Susan. She's there with the shitty nappies. And, you know, Neil might not be getting any sex as he's listening to Jazza. Probably, nor is Susan. Susan's not marching off to the nearest bloke and sort of declaring love because home life's not very great is she no you know it's naughty of neil don't like it at all i don't like that i don't like neil either he's usually lovely it's really throwing everyone off kilter that we're not liking neil's behavior yeah i think actually it's if i'm honest with myself it probably mm. is more that as well that it's making me be annoyed with neil yeah rather than and you know, right behind that is feeling bad for Susan because of how Neil is treating her. Mm. And yeah, maybe, I mean, we talked before, didn't we, that the the, the chain of gossip might mm. go from Alistair. Well, Alistair's now he's got it from the horse's mouth. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, <laughs> but he's, so maybe he tells Jim and it becomes a, a gossip around the house. Jazza gets wind of it. Oh. as we said with Susie, and then he goes back to Neil. Or maybe oh. Jazza mentions it to Tracy. God, it's so weird, isn't it? Or Shula will confess to Alan, and Alan will just go round the village with a loud hailer telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think it's it's poor bloody show for, for Susan. I'm just thinking again about it. You know, it's like in those black and white films where it's also almost like a gaslighting situation not quite but you know when Susan was getting a bit worried about Neil and Shula getting together and so on and it was all of this no 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 don't be daft that's not happening of course it isn't and actually it might so she's gonna then you know those films where they're sort of going 
I'm not crazy. That definitely was happening. Yes. <laughs> and we all can see that it was happening, but everyone around the person involved is like, going, what are you talking about? No, it's all fine. Yeah, I mean, feelings about Neil and Susan aside, don't get me wrong, I quite like the fact that we suddenly got something a little bit saucy with Shula. Yeah. I think that's a really good touch because there's a character arc required there, isn't there, mm. to kind of bring her back into being relevant because I couldn't give two shits about her becoming a vicar, if I'm honest. I mean, this oh, idea God, no. this idea that she was going to go down to the inner city projects in Birmingham, like Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds and kind of... You know, <laughs> teach all these gangs the way of the lord you know. oh yeah i would have actually quite liked to hear her trying to do that and and struggling appallingly that yes. would have been great <laughs> so poor birmingham they're missing out mm. saint shula is not going to be coming how long has her her meeting been her um, placement been postponed they for? said several weeks i think something like that wasn't it um so she's really cheesed off about that she was so looking forward to it yeah well she seemed to be cheesed off about that but really it was like mm. the, the the primal stirring watching neil carter yeah um i think she threw herself off that horse on purpose nothing spooked roly roly was fine she purposefully used her mobile phone jumped off the horse onto her head <laughs> so that neil who she could see across the field because he was waving at her would come and you know clutch her to his heaving pig stinking chest yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a stalk on listening to you put it like that kerry and um you know she she's lusted after nothing more than for him to feed her lasagna in her yes. bed i know there, there is this thing with the two of them as well. He brings her phone back and she's mm. like, oh, I'm surprised it's still working. I was like, well, you were thrown from a horse in a yeah. field, which is predominantly grass. Mm. I mean, I've launched my phone at hard surfaces when a sporting thing has wound me up. And, oh, you know, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Norm normally the floor. Mm. Generally, the phone is the thing in your hand, isn't it? If you, if you go online, you will find youtubers who do live streams during football matches when uh, something really annoys them they will look around the table for something to throw and it nearly <laughs> almost ends up being their phone oh yes. yeah she again she probably just smashed that on a rock on purpose to make it look like more of an accident you know she she made this whole thing up just to get get with neil how do you think alistair took it overall mm, it's an interesting one isn't it because he has shown potential jealousy before but he seemed quite calm this time didn't he he's probably tired of it yeah i think there's an element of him it's beyond jealousy i think isn't it with alistair mm. i think he's just like Christ. resigned yeah. to it all you and neil i think he's just uh or he's he's secretly gonna love the gossip and he's gonna go mm. back and tell jim jim a year or two ago would have been rubbing his hands at this yep unfortunately yeah. I, he's uh had a, a change of heart regarding Shula, but who knows, maybe this might kick it all back off again. It's going to really test Shula's faith, this, isn't it, yet again? Because like you mentioned, he she's got the hots for a married bloke. She's told someone about it. She's, I think someone on Twitter was saying about, you know, even the thought of this in the eyes of the church is not great, that she's even thinking this in terms of her ordination. No, exactly. Mm. What I mean, do you think happens if she goes to Alan with this mm. confession? Mm. Well, confession's a very odd thing, isn't it? So, you know, it's well, I mean, com generally confidential, in, obviously. Yeah, I was thinking more in line of just, you know, not actually going into the, into the confession box. She's C of E, isn't she? Mm. But just as a concept, it's an interesting one, isn't it? If she does speak to him, he won't be able to sort of pass it on to anybody and go, right, get her off the course. She's not suitable. Yeah, I don't know. I always have this little, this thing with Alan is like, you know, he's trendy vicar, isn't he? I think he might he might have it in his wheelhouse to, like you mm. said, just drive around the village with a with a boom boom box on the back of his motorbike. Yeah. Unclean, him... unclean. Yes. It remains to be seen. I mean, that's so... It's been left hanging, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, obviously, we signed off tonight with um, 
Amy and Chris chatting, but this whole thought that Shula had, I might yeah. never, I might never see Neil again. You know, that was the that was the thing that was most <laughs> prominent in her mind. This is quite a momentous Archer's moment, honestly. I props to the scriptwriters. I know you said it's nice to hear Shula having a bit of sauciness in her life. I'm not thinking of it in that regard. I'm thinking this is quite momentous, isn't it, that Shula has just actually declared now that she's got a thing for Neil. Yes. It was quite jaw dropping, wasn't it? It was like, God, I was not expecting her to be the one to say this. Yeah, I was hoping she would, but I didn't think they were going to mm. going to go down that um that path. And God knows how Peter's taking it because his worst I mean, he <laughs> said he would actually go out into the garden and scream constantly if Neil and Shula had an affair. Now they're not mm. quite there yet, but I mean, luckily, maybe he listened tonight. He is in a field. So I mean, he if, is. If you're camping somewhere in the Leicester area and you see um <laughs> A blonde chap standing in the moonlight, howling primally. That's probably our Peter. It's so Shula's just, fault. Yeah, blame Shula. She's the one that did it. So, any other takeaways from this week? I mean, we had the we had the the very exciting story. Mm, very good, Matthew. Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? I don't, you know, I don't just put this stuff together on the spot. <laughs> that, but that, but that joke, I did. Yeah, did to be you? Clear. <laughs> I just had visions of David, you know, picking up every egg that he touched and just it bursting because he yes. just doesn't know his own strength. Yes. And actually the eggs are fine, but he just keeps crushing them by accident. Yeah, it was reminding me, did you ever watch Father Ted? <laughs> yes. There was that there was one priest that would come round and he was obsessed with shoddy building work, but he would just come <laughs> into the house and rip things apart that were actually structurally sound. He was like, look at this fucking cowboy's dead. And we'd just start ripping the mantelpiece down. He was break the height and i felt david he went into the into the hen house whatever and just started crushing Smashing everything and they, yeah. were, and they were all over his front when he went yeah. to chat to ruth and then ruth was like what's that all down your front egg well yeah <laughs> um, yeah maybe he's done all of this on purpose he's jealous of josh's success he wants to smash all the eggs yeah it was a little bit strange that story and i guess interestingly yeah. enough First time in a while there's been a proper agricultural animal mm. story in there related to like veterinary science or vaccinations um, yeah, and all ac- that stuff. Vaccinations. He he didn't he, well they vaccinated, he didn't give them the boosters, right? That's it. Yeah, he cut corners and a couple of the hen houses, he didn't do the boosters. Naughty Josh. But then it led to a discussion, didn't it, about I'm not the first archer to f- up basically yes. and then he listed loads of things that all yeah. the archers had done not all of them but enough yeah and i like the bit he just just for good measure he anti and anti shula threw herself off a horse yeah he's like all right rub it in why don't you <laughs> pip spread something around the village mm. it was the outbreak wasn't it but yeah he was saying yeah we all the archers all make errors of judgment so mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting in all of that is that he's going to very sarcastically, well, obviously I'm going to get out of date unmarked eggs, pass them off as my own. Mm. But and that and that was all a smokescreen for just winding David up. I thought, hang on, isn't that what Eddie did with the turkeys and never yeah. got never got caught for it? Yeah. And actually, what he is going to do is not that far from that, is it? Although he's going to reveal it, he's going to declare it, if you like, to the customer, which is Borchester Catering. Ah, ooh, I've just had a thought. Go on. Borchester Catering. And um, there were, catering was mentioned, wasn't it, as well? Because uh, Ruth said that Steph What's-A-Face had called with a query about the catering. Oh, yeah. Do you think there's going to be egg mayhem at the wedding catering and they're all going to shit themselves in that <laughs> newly swept yard that Ruth dealt with? Do you know what I mean? Well, we know what a deviant Steph Casey is. She, If they all started cacking their pants, she'd be like, oh, I'm into this shit. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Mm, no, but do you know what I mean? Is this an overthinking thing? Just that there's going they, to be some massive listeria or salmonella E. coli outbreak. Yeah, he's palming off dodgy eggs to Borchester Catering. Okay, maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know. I mean, how bad is it if you eat dodgy eggs? I mean, it can be pretty bad. Edwina Curry did all yes. the eggy stuff, didn't she? Listeria, 1988 that was, mm. wasn't it? 
I don't know. Yeah. Don't know the year. I don't remember years of egg problems. <laughs> I think it was eighty-eight, but I'm willing to be proved wrong on that. There are certain we were saying off air. Like my dad started producing eggs. Well, mm. well he what hasn't himself? been producing them. <laughs> Jesus, he hasn't been laying them. The um, modern marvel. Some members of his household have got. So I think some rescue hens that are laying mm. laying eggs. Maybe there's. My dad called me earlier. He, I was doing the the second listen along actually, when he called me and I was listening on my phone. So I knew someone was calling because immediately the phone goes silent. Mm. And I picked up and I said, well, look, I'm in the middle of listening to the archers. And he went, anyway, what's up? Anything? And I was like, well, Josh is having problems with his ex. Sheila's been thrown from a horse. He's like, I'm not talking about the archers. I'm like, what's going on with you? But we did get into a little conversation about what might be the problem with the, the ah. hens and the eggs. So, mm. uh, Yeah, it was mentioned about... It could be calcium stuff. But anyway, they did say it was bron infectious bronchitis, didn't they, or something? Funny, they throw in uh, something that has a little bit of a vaccination, vaccination thing. thing in there as well. Yeah, it? it's a little yeah. subliminal message to us all to get double vaccinated, isn't it? So that we don't lay dodgy eggs. There was another thing as well, um, which I don't know if you picked up on, but it's certainly something that you've been mentioning. Mm -hmm. David and Ruth were discussing Ben. Mm. And they said he hasn't been mentioning Evie very much. Oh, yeah. And you were very much of the mind that Ben and Rory mm -hmm. might cop off at some point. So is maybe Ben a little bit distracted Shula style? Yeah, could be. After that night clubbing, I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it could well be leading to that, couldn't it, really? They're mentioning that rory's come out to his mum and dad over the cluedo perhaps there's going to be some marvelous conjoining maybe there is something mm. afoot there remains to yeah, be seen could be could be any celebrity videos this week kerry as, uh, you know daniel might... day lewis sent you a video <laughs> pretending to be someone called geezer soze or anything like that <laughs> no I, it's been fairly quiet i've barely been on twitter of late but you know obviously whenever i do go on there celebrities just reply to me so <laughs> yeah no, they don't hey speaking of celebrities they revealed which celebrity it's going to be at the fate didn't they it's not Susie dent it is uh i wrote her down steph, steph. mcgovern that's it yeah i like her she's that northern blonde woman isn't she who was she's a presenter she and... got a new show on channel four and it for some reason it didn't do very well with the critics ah and yeah she did get a new show i didn't ever watch it it was kind of a lunchtime thing wasn't it yes I mean, it, it seemed yeah. that everyone was determined to give it a kicking before it even got up and running so mm. they were they were just constantly reporting the viewing figures oh. of the show which i think was quite unfair yeah um I mean, obviously, we never boast about our thousands of listeners no. on here. <laughs> no, well, we wouldn't because there aren't thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like her though. She she's a, a canny lass, isn't she? Uh, like her. I've seen her on Have I Got News for You. Yeah. Is she? So was she revealed, or was it? I thought that was just speculation. No. Um. Someone said it was. It was mentioned at the fate meeting, wasn't it? Neil and Jazza were talking about it. At the very beginning of Monday's episode, I think Neil directly asked, "Who who's it going to be then? And, and Jazza said, Steph McGovern. I mean, they, they've got previous with having, like you said, uh, when Ryan was on, that Wogan opened the fate one year, didn't he? Yes, yes. Oh, how will Linda feel when it's not her? <laughs> Just realised. Does she have the final say on, si si <clears throat> excuse me, on signing off on who does it? Or is it far more democratic than that? In her mind, she does, doesn't she? <laughs> She has the final say about everything in her mind. I don't know. I don't care, actually. Do you? I don't really, because, you know, we were saying earlier about how much you love those scenes where they're all around the table. So we had Jennifer, Brian yeah. and Rory this week. Are they doing that remotely? Because if they are, because Ryan was saying, you know, they don't get to see each other because a lot of oh, those scenes yeah. are done over the, done remotely from their studio and then it's pieced together. I presume they do much like we do. Maybe they do it on the same stream or whatever. But even if they got a celebrity in, they're not going to be in the studio with them, are they? Sorry to break the magic that there is a studio where they record these things. No, but I thought they did start going back to the studio a bit for some of them. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to check that. I haven't seen many photos. I, cause I, I know Ryan certainly said, I felt that he said that his scenes, he wasn't doing them face to face. Oh. I think it's it's perhaps changed. You know, it's a fluctuating situation, isn't it? And I think they did do at some point get back. 
I can remember it being like, oh, it's so nice to actually be having other people. They were kind of socially distancing, but in the studio at one point. Not many of them, but I think they were doing that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be nice to, if there is a celebrity, for there to be some interaction with them. Mm. It remains to be seen. When is this bloody fate anyway? I don't know and I don't care. Because <laughs> that's going to be the oh, the Montbelliard papier-mâché judging what's name isn't it oh That'll the scarecrow competition that's it scarecow yeah it's got to be soon isn't it they've been building it up and up mm, i can't believe we can't remember <laughs> <laughs> so that's i noticed last week when we signed off we were very good with giving out our socials we didn't give the email so if you did want, we not we mm. didn't but you know we were just we were giddy that's what it was oh. but if you want to you want to email us any comments you have about the show anything that you like or dislike then put it into writing and send it to hello at the cidershed.com isn't it i believe that's the email it is yeah yeah it'd be nice to do that rather than leave a review where you criticize (laughs) us you know honestly it was a funny old review that do go and have a look everybody if you wish to someone left us a three-star review but it was a funny one because within that review text they kind of said they prefer us to other archers podcasts so that's lovely and they'd rather we didn't have actual guests on they just want it to be us talking they're really complimentary and then gave us three stars for having had two guests on in however many months we've been doing it four months something like yeah, that yeah i know they deducted two stars off a five star review as a punishment yeah but you know everyone everyone has their own opinions i thought that was quite it was kind of funny funny in its own little way wasn't it you know it was we laughed a lot about it and just you know however you know rather than perhaps doing that just write to us and say hey don't have so many guests on you know i really like your podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so hang tight you know we're not gonna we're not um what were we accused of star chasing wasn't it or stargazing something like that you're not trusted listener you're you're far more likely to be stuck with us three than you are listening to the glitterati yeah. of ambridge you know exactly people do on on balance people do like to hear from an actor now and again and the ryan episode just the love that that got as we said it cannot be denied yeah. so stop it matthew we're not allowed to talk oh, about shit. That, Sorry. that happening or we'll get more bad reviews if you don't want to deduct two stars from a five-star review, go into iTunes and write a five-star review saying how much you love the pod. And if you feel compelled to get in touch via Twitter, what's the Twitter handle, Kerry? It's at the Cider Shed pod. Yeah, it, it, it's right good fun there. I love it. So have, have a little look. You'll probably see it in the tweet-alongs because we're always tweeting along to all the episodes but yeah come and join our merry gang on our facebook group which is the cider shed podcast we had a little bit of chat about spinster someone some people got in touch about the word spinster actually pointing out that there is a quite large feminist i think it was lisa pointed out there's quite a large feminist female social media site called spinster that named itself in an attempt to reclaim the name almost so that was interesting that you know i thought that might have some kickback we mm. were also accused on there, you and I, Kerry, we were left in charge yeah. of the shed and our, particularly your, but mine as well, malevolence towards Shula, um, mm. Benedict got in touch to speculate that we had built a wooden effigy of Shula while Peter was away <laughs> and were entirely responsible <laughs> for her being thrown from Rowley. A little unfair. <laughs> No, not far off the mark. I've I've definitely got a voodoo doll here. Okay, made of made of beef. My <laughs> beef order this week. I've formed into Shula. Yeah, to Shula, she must eat a heroic amount of beef. Yeah, do cancel my beef order. <laughs> it's the first time we've heard her having a beef order. Suddenly, she was marching in, getting the beef order, cancelling the next beef order. I simply can't cook anything because I have to go to Birmingham. Sounds a little bit um like it's slang for something else, isn't it? I'm here to cancel my beef order. <laughs> God knows what. I, I thought it was a new silent character, beef. <laughs> Border. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm so terrible. No, 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 you're on fire. So the only other thing 
in terms of socials is our Instagram account. Like I said, that's generally put out a few little stories and a bit of uh, publicity before the pod. And when we've got something coming up, and like I said, we are going to have a little play around with the reviews that we get. Even the five-star one that got downgraded to a three-star. I screenshot screenshotted the original Excellent. review, so that exists. Yeah, we should show people. It's, it's a really lovely review, honestly. It's just the stars, a bit irksome. But don't worry, everyone. Peter will be back next week as well with us, won't he? Yes. Our merry, I was going to say merry throng again. Can't use that. Again. All of these bits that you're hearing now, this nonsense, he will be editing out with, mm. um, like a master. <laughs> so With a scythe. Yeah, so next week the podcast will be like three minutes long. And uh, he'll have, he'll he'll rein us in. That's not another horse joke on purpose. Sorry. So hey. that's where we are, Kerry. Mm. Thanks for being here again this week. I actually found this week slightly stranger than last week for some reason, but I know everyone has different. Did yeah, you? I did actually. When Why? I was coming into this, I was like, I'm all over the place. Well, I mean, I did mention. Was it off air? I mentioned that a, a bad sign of things to come was before the show. I got in the shower with my glasses on. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that kind of doesn't suggest pinpoint accuracy and technical brilliance coming up. But for yeah. some reason, this week just threw me a little bit. I don't know if I was just because I was focused on some other things as well, but I thought it was quite strange. But it was it was all about Shula, let's face it. It was all about Shula yeah. and Neil. It was a stark, stark contrast to the previous week, wasn't it? And yet gave us other oddities. Mm. All right. So that's about it. Should we say our goodbyes to the lovely listeners? Yes. Yeah, see you next week. It's my it's my daughter's twenty first birthday next week, so I'm gearing up for that. Uh, that's all very exciting. I'm not really thinking about the archers next week at all. Ooh, what's planned? Yeah. Oh God, so much. Honestly, is it things yeah. that you can't say? I can't really. <laughs> okay. But no, loads of prezies and a nice little trip away. So there will be a week coming up where I'm not on here. Well, hey, you can, you can play that cheering thing again for that part. <laughs> That's the guy writing the review. <laughs> well, we're so slick, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But yeah, see you all next week for sure. We will be here. Okay, see ya. Bye. Hang on.